Hello, everyone, and welcome to That's a Dumb Rule Podcast. I'm Ben. And I'm Greg. Greg, today I'm going to put you to a test, and okay. I think this will be a test for me, too. Um, and listeners, forgive us. I'm just going to say right now, we're about to review a list of the top basketball players from Bill Simmons' Hall of Fame pyramid. Um, it's from the Book of Basketball. This came out in 2010. Okay. So just put yourself mentally in 2010. I know it's a long time ago. Durant is a second-year player. Seattle has just moved to Oklahoma City okay. in what's considered a massive heist. LeBron has just melted down in the finals. Mm. And Dirk Nowitzki has won his first. Okay. There's a lot of story that's happened after. Steph um, has been drafted, is having ankle issues. He's not looking like he's going to be the player he is. Okay. The Celtics believe they can still be contenders. Ooh. Doc Rivers is on the hot seat. Tom Thibodeau is moving on. He's going to the Bulls. Yep. Ray Allen is about to leave and go to Miami. And we don't see it yet. But Kevin Garnett, Paul Pierce, and Jason Terry are about to be traded to the Nets. Okay. 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 A lot of stuff's going on. Also, Chris Paul versus Darren Williams is a thing. Okay. (laughs) All right. Very different time. Yes. The reason I say this is because we are going to go through this pyramid. Okay. Now, uh, the list I have in front of me is one through, I believe it's... 96 if I remember yes so almost 100 players and I think this list is going to shock you so what we're going to do is because this is not proper by today's standards right and we're going to miss players right and then we're also going to meet players further down the list Mm -hmm. that we're going to have to say like he's up he's low he's up yeah but we're going to try our best to say one is Michael up or down well he's right where he should be okay and we're just going to go down and say up or down up or down and say where do you think this player falls fair enough if you say down i will say the next player in the list and if you want to make a switch we'll just say switch and we can talk about it all right all right starting at the top okay again we're starting with 2010 list there is a 2.0 of this yep number one michael jordan right where he should be right where he should be perfect number two coming in hot bill russell Mm. Too high. I say Too high. Down. Third place is Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Remember, LeBron has not made stride yet. Ah, right. So I'm putting myself in 2010. Or we can put or, a guy yeah. that we like. I can say with confidence, I feel like we both agree LeBron should probably be two. He should probably be two. Yeah, yes. and Russell falls down here, but how far does he fall? Mm, I would put him... Because we can continue down the list, and if you want to just dog ear it, yeah, um, let's set him to put... the side. Yeah, okay. Okay. Bill Russell is. We're thinking about Bill Russell. So okay. it's Michael, then it's LeBron, now it's Kareem. I like three. it. I like that's your top three. three. That's my top three. Let's yep. do the next three. Then. Okay. Magic, Bird, Chamberlain. Hmm. Um. Boy. Don't think Chamberlain should be that high. No. I think he moves down. Why don't we put Russell there? Let's put Russell there. And let's take Chamberlain away because I'm going to give you the next three. Okay. Tim Duncan, Kobe Bryant, Jerry West. 
I like Duncan there. Me too. I'm not sure I like Kobe there. I'm um, wondering about Wes. West? Okay. I'm I'm thinking he should be in our top 15. Okay. Not that high though. Well, and here's my bias. I like Wes more than Chamberlain because he means more to the team. Mm-hmm. And he's still incredibly important today. Will we only talk in records? Right, right. So it's really tough for me to look at Wes and Chamberlain and say that Chamberlain overtakes Wes because Wes won the title with Chamberlain. Yeah. He's got as much reason for that championship as as Chamberlain does. And he stayed and he was the guy for that team. Right. Through thick and thin, Chamberlain does not get that to say that. Okay. So that's a tough one. What are your thoughts on Kobe? I don't like him that high because I think think absolutely he was a great player. But when he was the only good player on that team, they were not very good at all. Yeah. And I think... I think you'll lose credi- a little credit, not credibility, but yeah. you lose a little bit of your stock when you can't be a winning team when it's only you. Yeah, I think that's a very 2010 pick, especially coming yeah. off the 08 finals. Right. And right. the run that he did, he did make the finals, but with a Pau Gasol, yeah. like just to, to back you there. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he's another player we'd have to come back to, but we still haven't placed Chamberlain. So why don't we go to the next three? Okay. Because I think this is where it really becomes a test. Okay. Oscar is 10. Hmm. Hakeem is 11. Shaq is 12. Whoa. Um, (laughs) Okay. Uh, I am going to come out clean and say I like Hakeem over Shaq. Okay. And I, I think Shaq... Shaq has more titles. He was the face of the league. But I think if we're talking pure basketball player, mm-hmm. if we're talking like you need a player, it, it's the last game, yeah. it's the game for your life, and you need somebody to anchor the paint, it's a coin flip between those two. And I, I, I prefer Hakeem. You do. I do. But then again, Shaq is on another one of my lists. This is where I, I have to eat my own words. <laughs> That Clay Thompson and Shaquille O'Neal are two of the players that if I had to have a 1v1 game to save my life, Shaq might be on that court. Okay. Like, he, he is one of those. So that's a tough one. I, I might, I'm eating my words, I might flip it. I might go Shaq, then Hakeem, but it's close. Okay. Because yeah. Hakeem's the better pure <clears throat> defender. And right. he's probably the better pure player. Shaq is just the better body. He's the better body, yeah. I, I would actually move Shaq up. Um, yeah, over I, Oscar? I think over Oscar, and I'll tell you why. Because okay. I remember when Shaq came into the league, and again, you see this you know, once every maybe 10 years, once every decade, you see a player come in and dominate so much that teams didn't have an answer for him. I mean, yeah. they really didn't. Yeah. So, you know, I just I just got to give him the nod. Hakeem, great player, absolutely. But um, but I think you just got to give, give the nod to Shaq just because he was so dominating. You could, I mean, literally, teams had no way to defend him. I mean, I they just th- didn't. I think you're right. Yeah. I think historically, stats, MVPs, championships, all of it adds up to a player that no one had an answer for. Yeah. The only answer was Hakeem. Right. And they're right, right. next to each other. Yeah, <laughs> right. So I think that's a good pick okay. because Shaq's at 10, Hakeem's at 11, and now we have an open spot at 12. Okay. We could technically put Chamberlain there, but... Hmm. Let me throw three more at okay. you. Okay. 
So 12 is vacated right now. Okay. 13 is Moses Malone. 14 is John Havlicek. 15 is Elgin Baylor. Ooh. Who is, who is uh, 11? 11 was Hakeem. Or no, who was, um, sorry, 13? Moses Malone. Oh, Moses Malone. Okay. I, I think I might boost Moses to 12. Yeah. And then this is where we got to be really careful. Because John Havlicek's the greatest six-man of all time. Right. But Wilt Chamberlain is still Wilt Chamberlain. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think, yeah. I think we put Wilt in at 13. Okay. <clears throat> um, so we move Moses up. Moses up to 12. Wilt's at 13. Elgin Baylor, that's a good spot yeah. for him. Well, um, hold that thought. Okay. <laughs> because right. the next three, oh, no. I think, need to have a discussion for overtaking Elgin. Because we do have one thing against Elgin. He's never won a title. Right. 16, 17, 18. Julius Irving, Dr. J. Dr. J. Bob Pettit. Ooh, okay. Carl Malone. I would not put Carl Malone that high. No. I don't, I it don't see him. It feels high for it him. It feels high. I think he's not in the top 20. Because the next three that I'm going to give you <laughs> explain why he's so high. Okay. Because um, their careers haven't happened yet. Who was 16 and 17 again? Dr. J. Oh, Dr. J. Bob Pettit, Carl Malone. Okay. I think... Would you... Would you boost any of those over Elgin Baylor? I would put Dr. J ahead of Elgin Baylor. I agree. Um, for sure, I would do that. I wouldn't put him over Moses quite yet. No, I don't think so. I think Moses is, is that's where he should be. Yeah. Um, How about Bob Pettit over Elgin? I don't. I think Elgin might be too recognizable. Yeah. Bob, Bob is phenomenal he was the power forward right and then elgin redefined it yeah so when you've been market corrected by a guy in the top 20 we kind of have to respect that i guess i I think so too okay so we're looking at now bob pettit is still at 17 okay or excuse me julius at 15 we have elgin at 16 bob at 17 carl malone at 18 so now we're going 19, 20, and 21. Now, okay. remember, 2010 is when this list was made, so one of these players we've already bumped up. Okay. 19 is Charles Barkley. Okay. 20 on this list was LeBron James. Was. Was, yeah. And then next is Bob Cousy and then Kevin Garnett. Ooh, interesting. Okay, well, I would definitely put Barkley above Carl Malone. I agree. No question. I agree. Um, obviously LeBron, we, we moved him up to number two. So that's, yeah. that's so done. We're moving. So then technically Bob Cousy's 20 right now. And who is 21? 21 is Kevin Garnett. Garnett. Um, I think that's high for Garnett. Me too. I, I think there's other players that stock has risen since then. So yeah. maybe we dog tag him for just a bit. Cause okay. one of the ones that I think about is we've got a couple more power forwards coming. Right. Um, that okay. need to have some run. But I'm happy Charles is in the teens. Mm-hmm. I'm really happy, but I don't love him below Carl. I think Carl's, again, Carl's the body. Carl's got all this stuff, but Charles was the player. He, he didn't was. need Stockton. Right. Right. Well, that's the thing. He yeah. went toe-to-toe with Michael, and that team yeah. was good. Yeah. And the Jazz team was great. It was a great finals, but 
when you watch the film, there's an it factor that's different. And it just, there's something that's tough to put on. And that's the mystery and the magic that mm-hmm. we put on these top lists. Is yeah. There really isn't a lot breaking these guys apart. So we got to go off of what we see. Perfect. Okay. What are your thoughts on Bob Cousy? Um, I think, I think he's, he should be there. I, I yeah. think that's a good spot for him. The, like the original point guard. Yeah. I mean, he, again, he's one of those players that sort of, um, shaped the game, bent the, not bent the rules, but really pushed the limits, I guess, yeah. of the game is a good way to put it. So yeah. First yeah. behind the back pass. Yeah. One of the I mean, original shooters, um, was one of the first players ever to think let's entertain the crowd. Right. So yeah, I think. I think he needs to be somewhere in here. I'm surprised he's 21 mm-hmm. um, on this original list. Right now he's our 20. Yeah. But we have players coming that might bump him down. And then there's also going to be guys that haven't been in the league yet. Like Steph Curry hasn't come along right, yet. Right, right. That realistically, he's probably 28. He's probably closer to the bottom of the 20s. And it's not because of lack of talent. It's mm-hmm. because of the amount of talent the amount that's of actually talent. out there. Right. Um, so I really like that we get to talk about him early. Okay. Okay, so we're dogged ear, uh, Kevin Garnett, Kevin Garnett, Garnett, excuse me, yep. because I'm gonna go back to the original numbers of the list just to keep myself sane. Okay. Twenty three, Isaiah Thomas. Twenty four, Scotty Pippen. Twenty five, John Stockton. Mm. Wow, that's tough. <laughs> I know. Um, I like Isaiah. Okay. That high. John. I'm a little bit iffy on right now. Okay. And Scotty, there are some players that are coming that I look at, and I know they were the A1 player to win that title that right. they have. Scotty was the two. Yeah. Still, he might be the best defender we've ever had in the league. Yeah. I would say Scotty moves up. Okay. Stockton moves down. Okay. Um, I mean, I like John Stockton a lot. He, he, they just couldn't, they couldn't get past Michael and the Bulls. Yeah, they just couldn't. And, yeah, and, and we need to maybe when we get an opportunity to make our own list, it does feel like Carl and John need to be together, mm-hmm. like within a couple places I would of each say other. So. Yeah, just because they kind of mean the same thing to both positions. Right, they're the best guard and the best power forward that never quite won it. Exactly, and yep. if not for Charles. And if not for, you know, fill in point guard here, right now it's Chris Paul. Right. We probably have a very different image of them, um, which would be a whole nother podcast entirely. <laughs> That'd be fun to go down right. uh, just because it's still 15,000 assists. It's still a it's lot still of assists. It's still a lot of assists. So yeah. I'm glad he's here. He's in the top 25. If he's in our top 35 on our next list, I still think that's a huge win yeah. to the amount of talent that's out there. Right. Um the next three, so we're going to have a discussion about where John falls here, maybe. Okay. Next three, Rick Barry, mm. Bill Walton, and it's 2010, Dwayne Wade. <sighs> Dwayne Wade has won a title in 2006, has made the finals in 2010, and is about to win two titles. Bill Walton, Dwayne Wade, Rick Barry. And Rick Barry. Two completely, I mean, all three of them are, you couldn't get any different, different yeah. eras, different everything. Well, I think to give us a start, I like Rick being the lead of the three. Like, yeah. let's just take it by group. Okay. If you had those three, who's the most important and probably the best player? It's Rick. Rick, for sure. He's yeah. just not well liked. Yeah. And that bumps him down yeah. a lot. Yeah. But he, he, for about 20 to 30 years, he's the best power forward ever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Bill Walton, best passing big man up until Nikola Jokic, might be considered one of the best centers, period, up till about, let's say, the 90s, right? Until Patrick Ewing, David Robinson, Hakeem Olajuwon, Shaq take their place. Okay. He's the standard for about 10 years. Dwayne Wade is the best shooting guard we've seen since Kobe. Although he's playing alongside Kobe, right. he doesn't quite see Michael the same way. Michael's playing for the Wizards when Dwayne makes it to the Heat. Oh, okay. He's drafted in 03 with LeBron. Got it. Got it. Okay. Yeah, I would say... Um, I think Wade is probably fine where he's at. Yeah, um, I think I think there's more players. Or, if we were able to add a Kevin Durant... And a Steph Curry. Right. And there's more guys. Then he guys. would move down. He would move down. Yeah. Um, because the way the career finished, it does matter a bit when you're looking at the entirety of it. Mm-hmm. And then now looking back, we look at those titles he won, and he did win those titles. Yeah. But he had to give up the reins to LeBron in order to get there. He did. And yes. that does amount to something when you have to become a two. Yeah. Versus a one. No doubt. Um, yeah. Picking nits. Like yeah. picking the littlest of nits. <laughs> and um, about so Bill, Bill he Walton. probably would fall. Yeah, and Walton, I would say, I'm I'm a little surprised he's that low. I I think he, I could I could move him up a little bit. Yeah, maybe. maybe. Yeah, there's a discussion to be had with him and Kevin Garnett. Yeah, I think because right. that's the one guy we still haven't placed quite yet, and he feels like those two should be. It feels like those two should be around each other. Yeah, because when you think about it. One wins a title in Portland as a star. One wins a title in Boston. Let's be honest. He's the best player on the team. Right. right? Paul Pierce plays one of the best star mm-hmm. roles. Yep. Ray but Allen. you don't get there without Kevin Garnett. Right. Um, you don't get close. Yeah. And without Kevin Garnett, if Kevin Garnett doesn't get injured the next year, we're probably talking about repeat champions. Yeah. Probably. So yeah. it feels like those two are in line together um, to kind of exist next to each other. Because they both are the same spectrum, just different ends. One right. is like all about chemistry, all about being the passing big man, big you know, and one can't shut the engine off. Right? <laughs> right. They're both kind of in this same lane of pure basketball players, people you want, yeah. but on very different ends of the spectrum. So it feels natural that they should be close together. Okay. I, I, I can live with that. Yeah. yeah. And who knows? We might come back to this later and be yeah. like, oh, <laughs> you better be careful what you said there, Greg. Right. All right. So now we're moving on. To what I consider to be the most difficult three. Okay. I don't know. You might have a better sense of this. Let's hear it. David Robinson. Willis Reed. Mm, I remember him. Dave Cowens. I, I'm just going to come clear. I think that list should be inverted. Really? I think it should be Dave Cowens, who was an MVP of the league and won titles under Coach Bill Russell. Yeah. Willis Reed won two titles in New York and has not won since. Right. He was the captain. Yeah. Before Jeter. David Robinson, we've had a discussion before about right. who who really got benefited more by the title. Was it Duncan or was it Robinson in 99? Like yeah. who won it? Who right. like actually won that thing? Yeah. And it feels more like Duncan won it. I think and so, so you're just talking about an MVP with David Robinson, but he's the original freak. He's mm-hmm. like the original freak of the NBA um, that – the body didn't seem to match the game. Like yeah. it's just whoa, okay, it's popping off the screen. Right. So that's that's kind of my two cents about it. Um, also, Dave Cowens, I've been to the street named after Dave Cowens oh. in Newport, 
Kentucky. Really? And uh, they love themselves some Dave Collins. <laughs> he's a, he's one, best redhead in NBA history? Question mark? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> awesome. Well, what, are, what do you yeah. remember of those names? Because that's the cool thing is that both of us kind of yeah. are post- um, at least Dave Cowens and Willis Reed. Like mm-hmm. you were younger, yeah, to the point where it's probably you know it's it's seventy two, right, right, yeah. Um, and then Dave Cowens, same time frame, mm-hmm. right? He's winning MVPs, but it's a very different league. What do yeah. you remember? So I remember well Willis Reed. Um, that was with the Knicks, right? Yeah, and yeah. yeah. So he, I remember. I mean, I definitely remember the name um, and him being one of the best players for sure. Yeah. So I kind I, of a grit and grinder. Grit and grinder, yeah. Um, and then uh, David Robinson. I mean, yeah. The, that's the that's the question that'll never ever be answered. Is was it Duncan or Robinson or both that got him <laughs> yeah. you know, championships? And um, I would I would argue to say both. Um, Duncan de- definitely was the better player, had the better career, but. Robinson was no slouch, and um, no, so, and he yeah. he deserves to be on this list. I'm glad he's in the top thirty. Yeah, I I um, think that's a good. Sp- I mean, I I would probably leave these where they are. Yeah, for now, think, and yeah. we the David Robinson conversation we need to have. Yeah, although it might might not seem obvious, is Giannis right? Where do you put Giannis? Because we hold Giannis has more than David already. Right, MVPs, Defensive Player of the Years. He has a, you know a title. Yeah, David has a title. Right. And they kind of inhabit the same street corner of mm-hmm. the Greek freak, yeah. the admiral, these bodies we've never seen, this right. athleticness we've never seen. So it'll be interesting to see maybe when we revisit this later how we want to talk about that. Mm-hmm. Um, and we can do that some other day because right. I already got a headache <laughs> after all the conversation we've had going into this. Okay, next three. Okay, Walt Frazier, Sam Jones... George Gerving. Well, those are all before my time, I think. So Walt Frazier, um, also known as Clyde. Okay. Point guard for the neck or for the Knicks when they won. Okay. With Reed. Okay, right, right. More famous probably as a commentator for the Knicks now. He wears some crazy jackets. Okay. One of the original flair point guards. Kind of a koozie two point Okay. But it was a lot more smooth, a lot more polished, kind of the pinnacle of the point guard era. Got it. So now you're looking at Sam Jones. Sam Jones is tough because Sam Jones, he's not necessarily in that star category. He's kind of like a step below a John Havlicek. Okay. Awesome standard player. Numbers retired for the Celtics, won multiple titles, ended up becoming a coach, I believe. I got to double check that while I'm here. Um... Well, here, I'll read it off. Five-time All-Star, 10-time NBA champ, three-time All-NBA. He's a top 75 player of all time currently for the NBA. Um, Made it into the NBA Hall of Fame, averaging 17 points, almost five rebounds, and two assists a game. He's one of the most historically well-known clutch role players. Mm. He played a very specific role at the end and one of the prototype shooters that came around at the beginning of the league's birth, kind of with that Russell era, um, think of him in a similar manner that you think of big shot Bob Robert Horry, mm, right? Nice. He can make those shots, but he could do more than Robert. He, he was a little more complete of a player. Okay. So that's kind of the guy you're talking about. Right. And then George the Iceman Gerving, yeah. who culturally, if we're just doing this ranked on culture, he's probably top 20. <laughs> 
Right, he's got the coldest so. poster of all time. I yeah. still want that poster where he's sitting on the ice. The ice man, the yeah. And known for doing the spin tricks off right. the backboard to yep. get it into the hoop. Yeah. Um, that's a really hard three. Yeah. Because they're tough to kind of separate. I would say, from history's sake, I think I put Walt still at oh. that top slot. Okay. I think I flipped George and Sam. I think what Gervin means, right? Even if he doesn't have the titles, his talent surpasses Sam. Um, in a way that he was one of the premier stars. Sam was a star, but he was on a star team, and he was a really great player. Right. So I think how they got there matters. And eventually, I will say the only thing that hurts George is eventually he loses that winning player quality, not that he ever had it, when he goes to the Michael Jordan Bulls in the 80s. And that's when the team was one of the most obscene teams that you could have. Michael was one of the only bright spots, along with Doug Collins. Sure. So we're going to talk okay. about what I call Killer Corner. All right. We're making the turn from the 30s into 35, 36, and 37. Okay. And I think your eyeballs are going to roll out of your head. <laughs> Let's hear it. 35, Kevin McHale. Okay. 36, Steve Nash. 37, Allen Iverson. And there's names to come. Okay. Well, I'll say that. I like Kevin there. I feel he should be higher. McHale. Okay. Okay. I I don't know if I agree, but okay. okay. Not much higher. I think he should be over Sam. Okay. I think I think if we're doing an all time Celtics ranking, yeah. I think more people go to McHale, McHale over Sam and it's it's close, but it's it's still McHale. Sure. Steve versus Steve Iverson. Nash, Allen Iverson. <clears throat> One is the team player. Mm-hmm. If we redraft his draft. They're in the same draft class. I should say that, too, just okay. to make this even more interesting. Right. Steve probably goes over Allen because he's the better team player, and you can build a nice team around it. But yeah. Allen and but Iverson gets the team to the finals. Like, yeah. he beats a Bucks team he shouldn't have beaten. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I would go Iverson ahead of him. Really? I really would, yeah. I, I think my memory serves me that way. I still think Nash is a system player that you can build something around. Yeah. Iverson, when it was over, it was over. Yeah. And it was a 10-year run and was done. Steve, I guess you could say the same thing, but Steve's game was a little more gentle and you could get more out of him. Yeah. But if we're going pure talent, I think Iverson, Iverson. is the better team player. Oh, no, no, no question. Okay. Yeah. 38, George Mikan. Okay. 39, Dirk Nowitzki. Hmm. 40, Patrick Ewing. Ewing shows up at 40. Wow. I don't know if that's good or bad. I don't uh, either. We're going to find <laughs> out. It's 2010, Greg. It's um, 2010. 2010. Like, Patrick we've probably Ewing. added by this point, Kawhi is somewhere in here. Yeah. Um, We have to say that Durant is high. Probably, we got to say yeah. uh, Steph is high. We need to start talking about... um. Shoot, I had a list of people in my head that I'll come back to, but just people within 2010. Um, I mean, Paul George makes a run. Yeah. Does he make it to the top 75? Probably not, but he should have a discussion. Um, we need to start talking about Michael Cooper, who isn't going to be on this list, mm. who recently made the Hall of Fame. Yeah. We need to start talking about players that have gained momentum since they retired that didn't make yeah. it in 2010. Sure. And it definitely feels like this is the group, this 40 range, where Dwayne Wade probably is coming back here. Um, and we're going to start having these conversations of where the Warriors shift things. Yeah. So there's a lot of players yet to be said. Yeah. But for now, 
George Mike and Dirk Nowitzki, Patrick Ewing. So if you would have said to me, Patrick Ewing is the 40th best player in NBA history. I would shake my head. <laughs> I mean, if you're around 50, it makes more sense. Yeah. It feels like there's it 10 more players. High. It seems high. Yeah. And career-wise, Dirk, it seems like he's right around where he should be. He mm-hmm. should be, you know, not number impending, but 41 yeah. to 48, somewhere yeah. in there. Or 41 to like 38, somewhere in there. Because yeah. he's in the top 10 power forwards of all time, maybe right. top five. And we haven't gone through many power forwards. So it feels right. Um, I will say his career, how it ended, does feel like we need to have a discussion about where Kevin Garnett still is. Like mm. he, the, the always inflappable Kevin Garnett. Where does he land? What yeah. is his home? Right. Um, but for now, let's just focus on those three. George, Mike, and Dirk, and Ewing. Do you like where they are? Or do you want to drop them lower? Definitely move Ewing down. I think okay. I think Dirk probably could move up a little bit. Yeah, not much. Do you um, want to put him like above Mikan? Yeah, let's put him above Mikan, okay. and then, and then Mikan is fine where he is. Okay. Yeah. So we flip Nowitzki and Mikan, and then we're gonna take Patrick Ewing out just for now. Yeah. But we're gonna talk about 41, 42, and forty three, which is <clears throat> Gary Payton, Wes Unsell, and Jason Kidd. Oh man. I'm gonna say Jason Kidd feels low. Okay. Like, um, just out of those three. Like, he should move up? I feel like when you're talking about point guards, Gary Payton is amazing. You're lucky if you get Gary Payton. But Jason Kidd was a non-shooting point guard that made it to the NBA Finals with a team mm. that was kind of scrappy. Yeah. And he made it multiple times, and they were the premier team out of the East. Yeah. And when, it says that, when you say that, it doesn't feel real. And so, for me also, he was a mind that... No one could ever really get rid of him. He wins a title in 2010 with the Dallas Mavericks. And the Knicks subsequently pick him up because they need brain power. And he just seemed to hang around the league forever. Yeah, yeah. Man, (laughs) these are tough. I'm pushing you to the limits now. Gary Payton. Wes Unsell, Jason Kidd. I've never been big on Jason Kidd for some reason. So I could see him moving down. Yeah, I can see that too. I think that there's going to be more point guards that could take a spot. Yeah. Um, Wes Unsell, I don't remember that player, to be honest. Yeah, he's 69 to 81, and okay. he plays on a Wizards team. He only Wizards. plays he plays less than 1,000 games. He's one of the only players within the top 40, theoretically, that mm-hmm. plays less than 1,000 games. Okay. He's a passing big man. Good space, but he never really wins anything. Okay, yeah. So he should so probably move down. I, I don't love him this high. I think statistically, historically, yes. But I think that there's more guys that have been introduced that can take up these 40s, and it feels like he's going to be pushed further than most of our guys. Yeah. Because um, when I open his page up, I'm just going to grab his stats here real quick. I, I shouldn't have said what I said. He is a one-time NBA champ in 78. But he's a five-time All-Star. He's a rebounding champ. All-NBA. He's an MVP in 68-69. He's a Finals MVP the year he wins it in 78. He's on the 75 team. um, But 10 points, 14 rebounds, 3 assists. Like, he's a Mm. weird player to look at with a modern lens. Right. And he's one of the classic players that if you put him in today's game, does he still work? And it's realistically not going to happen. Not going to happen. If you put him in the 80s, does he work? Uh, uh, maybe. maybe. Yeah. 
but he definitely was a product of his time because he's only six seven. Okay. So he's Clay Thompson's height. Right. Just to give you an idea, he's a Luka Doncic size. So it's a weird. He's at forty two on this list because of what he means to the NBA at the time. Now we look at him with a very different lens, which whether fair or unfair probably pushes him lower. Yeah. Agreed. Okay. Agreed. Next is 44, <laughs> Clyde the Glide Drexler. The Glide, 44, okay. 45 is Nate Thurman, recently passed. Mm-hmm. 46, one of my favorite players of all time, but I promise I won't let it <laughs> hurt you, Dave DeBusher. <laughs> <laughs> Dave okay. DeBusher was a power forward that won a title with the Knicks team okay. um, both times around. He was a really solid player. Think of him as one of the original Draymond Greens. Okay. Where he was just in the dirt. He was that guy that just went crazy. He was an engine. He was a Rodman prior to Rodman. Okay. Got it. Got it. Um, Okay. At some point, I'll show you some film. Because I know some of these names you probably don't recognize. (laughs) Yeah. That's okay, though. That's the fun part. Because we're going to get to a couple players that you will know. Okay. And then you'll be able to compare them to the rest of them. Um, I would say my own personal thought is... Clyde, Nate Thurman, I think DeBusher goes further down because out of all the things that are awesome about Busher, there are guys on this list that have accolades that we can say they're a much better shooter. They have more championships. They have all these right. things that surpass DeBusher. Yeah. He's got two rings. He's an important player, but he's a role player. He wasn't a star. Mm-hmm. Um, he would have been a star for the time, but it's a very different yeah. expectation that he had. Um, compared to what we expect to start to do now. Because the next three, I think, have a reason to jump him. Paul Pierce, Hal Greer, Billy Cunningham. Oh, okay. I think all three of those yes. guys could jump Bill, Bill, uh, Dave DeBusher, yep. as much as I love him. Yep. Um, Hal Greer, very, not much spoken of, awesome player. Paul Pierce, kind of a unique player for yeah. his time. Right. I think he would fall once we get a modern listing, probably by today's standards. Sure. He's probably going to fall quite a bit. Billy Cunningham, though, I actually think must go up. Oh, okay. I think he was an awesome player. He meant so much to a team from 66 to 76. It, when I think of Philadelphia during the, the, the dark ages of the 60s, sure. right, if you want to call them that, yeah. Billy Cunningham's the player I think of. Okay. And there are guys that rotate through there that are awesome. But Billy Cunningham, I mean, it, it's just tough for me to think of like one individual moment that I can kind of describe. But he was Philadelphia in my mind when I think of the history of Philadelphia. Okay. He's one of those guys you reach Great. to. Yeah. After that, we go to James Worthy oh, at number 50. Okay. Alvin Hayes at 51. Right. And then Dolph Shaves. And I can pull up who Dolph is because you probably don't know. He's a Hall of Famer, 12-time All-Star. He's a rebound champ. He played during the 50s. 50s, okay. So he's one of the original stars of any basketball league period. Right, right. He won the 55 NBA champ, or he was a 55 NBA champ, um, won in 1955, I should clarify. And he's a 12-time All-NBA player. Hmm. He did make it to the 75 anniversary team. Okay. So when I look at him... He's very well balanced for the time that he plays. Yeah, He scores 18.5 points a game, 12 rebounds, 3 assists. He shoots from the field, holds your breath, 38%. Oh, man. So that's interesting. That's including... Wow. Um, uh, every, that's including all the shots he took out of the field. 
So not the greatest field shooter, but it wasn't a time for that. Right. We've talked about a couple players. Like yeah. one guy we talked about missed 20 free throws in a row. Yeah. Like that happened a lot. Right. He was a decent free throw shooter, though. Multiple years, he shoots 90%. Oh, wow. That's so good. he does have a weird balance between the two. Yeah. And then games played, almost every single season, he's playing 72 games. Wow. He technically played uh, as a power forward and a center for one year. He played power forward for every other year. And he played in Syracuse back okay. in the day. Sure. Um, full name is Adolf. <laughs> That's how far back we're going. Okay. That's how far back we're going. And he yeah. looks like Christopher from Game or from uh, Sopranos. He looks dead ringer to me. So how do we judge these players that we don't know a ton about? And yeah. the, the honest answer is we look at the stats and we think about, okay, during the 50s to the 60s, did he fill the void? And right. it, apparently he did. He was the guy. George Mikan's era, mm-hmm. and that's the closest person we can hold him to because of the generation, and Mikan's far ahead of him. He's over right. 10 spots ahead. Right. Um, or almost 10 spots ahead. He's about 8. So interesting conversation. Elvin Hayes, I'm not crazy about. I've never been crazy about. I wouldn't mind dropping him lower. There's other guys on here that I, I have fond more memories of. Sure. Maybe you can disagree or not. Um, but James Worthy, I'm fine with him at 50. 50? There's other players coming yeah, I'd that put him I there. like yeah. him at 50, but Elvin Hayes and Dolph, I'm sorry, Adolph, <laughs> but there's there's other players here that have made their way up that I think kind of deserve yeah. another conversation later yeah, yeah. in 2022. Yeah. yeah. All right. We're going to go down the who's who list now. <laughs> okay. Ready for Bill Sharman? Bill Sharman. Yeah, Bill Sharman was an awesome player. Guy. <laughs> Absolutely. He played in 1951 to 1961. He okay. was a Celtic. He was one of the OG Celtics, too. Okay. Eight-time All-Star, four-time NBA champ, seven-time All-Star. He's an All-Star MVP back when the All-Star games were kind of... They had a weird place in NBA history. Really? Yeah, especially in the 50s, because that was kind of the big show was the All-Star game, because no one really went to the games. Oh. The All-Star game, though, you pull all the stars together. Yeah. Um, One of the only players in history to change his number mid season kobe's one of the others he went from 10 to 21 he averaged 17 points a game 3.9 rebounds and three assists okay shooting guard point guard mostly played at the shooting guard position at the classic 6'1 175 which was your standard shooting guard yep when you think of him he is your standard 50s shooting guard like he is the prototype that a lot of guys built off of okay even though that name probably doesn't ring a bell yeah really solid player kind of reinvented the shooting guard position and eventually it morphed into what we see now. Nice. So okay. that's kind of a guy to, to throw out there. Yeah. But the next guy is one of my personal favorites, and I am going to have him jump Bill, is Dennis Johnson. DJ. One of the yeah. original defensive guards that took it to the new level. Um, he is one of the members of my, oh my God, I can't believe he was the leader of a title team. Okay. Because he won it with Seattle. With Gus Johnson. Oh, okay. There was a really weird year where he won a title Without a star player, he might have been the best guy on that wow. team. Wow. Okay. So I really think Dennis Johnson kind of needs a place. He's a three-time NBA champ. He's a five-time All-Star, two-time All-NBA, nine-time All-Defensive team in wow. the 70s and 80s, which is huge to say. Yeah. And this is the big one, 87-79 Finals MVP. Wow. So That's he crazy. was the best player on a title team at some point. Nice. So I think that makes him jump. Yeah. So now we're going to kind of go through this stage where – 
I think I'm just going <laughs> to label some names, and you tell me if you have any quarrels with this. Right. Because for the most part, we're reaching redo row, where yeah. <laughs> I want to go back, and we're just going to shred this later. So let's right. just go through some names and have some fun and see who we like. Okay. So after Dennis Johnson, we have Dominique Wilkins at 55, mm. who I think probably has dropped by now. Yeah, I think so. Because we've seen better versions. Yep. Um, Paul uh, Arizon, okay. so older player. He's coming out of – sorry, I'm pulling up his page too as I go. So I've heard of him. The thing you need to know about him is scoring. Okay. He's a two-time scoring champ. He's a 56 NBA champ, so one of the OG stars of the league before it was kind of coming into its own. He was one of the rookie of the year. He was a rookie of the year, all-star MVP, 10-time all-star Hall of Famer, but scoring, scoring, scoring. He was one of the original guys that think of him like a Kevin Durant where when he came in out of college, he was scoring right away. Averaged 22.8 points a game, 8.6 rebounds, and 2.3 assists. Uh, He was technically a small forward. But rotated around. But yes, he's one of the original shooters and scorers. Okay. All right. Let me go back here. So I have a quarrel with this next one. Let's hear it. I think this guy should be much higher. It's Tom uh, Tommy Heisen. Heisen. Tommy Heisen. Um, he was, unfortunately, he recently passed away. He was the, the color commentator for the Boston Celtics and had the oh. hardest H's ever. Hoefed. And uh, Heinsohn and all yeah. this. Um, played center for the Boston Celtics. Number was retired by the Boston Celtics. Lifer Boston Celtic. Hall of Fame, six-time time, six time All-Star, eight-time NBA champ. Was kind of a bridge between Russell and his coaching days. Sure. Four-time NBA All-Star and Rookie of the Year. Grew up in front of the Boston crowd. Was a fan favorite. 18.6 points a game. 8.8 rebounds. Two assists. Played the game the right way. Um, When you think of him. Sure. Excuse me. Uh, But overall, went from being a role player to a star player back to a role player. At his peak, he was scoring 22 points a game at the kind of the lower point in his last year. He was still 13.6. Okay. He knew when to walk away. Sure. Um, But stories of him still are spoken about with Boston, and he was one of the most beloved players in the Garden ever. Nice. Um. He might have to be reshuffled as things go right? because he's a lesser version of Dave Cowens, something we've already seen, yeah. and there's players that are going to be coming. But I still think that he is a top 75 player. He makes a lot of sense. He was there in the 50s. He went into the 60s. He saw Russell, and right. he was a part of those teams, um, even though he was only a part of eight of them. Right. But that's still saying quite a bit. <laughs> yeah. So here's where we start getting into players that I would like to jump. So okay. that stretch we just did was more historic. Okay. Bernard King at 58. Right. I think Bernard needs to be higher. I don't think he has the muscle to get there because he might be one of the most talented scorers that no one knows about. Right. And what he did for the Knicks, I mean, it's the best thing to happen to him since they won the title and they went into a dark era and then he became the king of New York, right? right. What he means to Tennessee basketball, he's in the College Hall of Fame. Wow. I, he's in the NBA Hall of Fame as well. He's one of the greatest scores I've ever seen. He's what I thought of when I first saw Durant. Durant okay. makes the most sense when I think of kind of what they mean historically right. and what Bernard could have been. He had an unstoppable jump shot. He shot up from behind his head. Wow. So it's a really interesting what-if moment of if Bernard stays healthy – if Bernard doesn't have a lot of, he had a lot of personal stuff that happened to him, um, just because of all the racism going on in the '70s and the right. '80s. 
does he become one of the greatest scorers we've ever seen? And it's very realistic that he could. Yeah. And because of that, I think he absolutely belongs on this list and probably top 50 if we're having an honest conversation in my heart. Sure. But we're not. Okay. Right. <laughs> um, next is Robert Parrish. Oh, yes. Robert Parrish we love. He's, yep. he's a favorite on our show. We love to talk Robert oh, Parrish. Great. Makes sense. He's here. Tiny Archibald is right behind him. Yep. He's the only player to ever, or I shouldn't say only player, but he's one of the only players and the originator of the double stat leader. He led the league in assists and scoring oh, in the same year. I didn't know that. Yes. Okay. Awesome player. Don't let the tiny fool you. Yeah. The next one's one of the most controversial. Um, it's hard for me to place this player. It's Bob McAdoo. Oh, right. So Bob McAdoo, I always consider a clipper. Yeah. He's played for multiple teams. He fits within the category that we've had kind of with Wilt where he never quite was the star that lifted the team, but he always seemed to get great stats. Right. Like good stats, bad team guy. Yeah. And then he goes to the Lakers and he's on the bench and they still don't quite get it all together. They do have some good moments. But he, to me, he's the scoring champ for a while. Right. He's amazing, but he never really gets over that hump. And you have to question, is it because of the timing? Is it because of what type of player he is or the players he's playing with? Yeah. And it's so tough to distinguish. You don't really know where he falls on that list. He's a tremendous player, great talent, one of the OG stretch five, stretch fours. If he plays today, he's probably a center. Um, okay. But, yeah, it's, it's a tough one for me he's... to kind of wrap my mind around. Um, he did win two titles. I should say that, but he's always been kind of a tough guy to put because I, I mean, he was the player's player for a while. Like everyone really loved Bob McAdoo to watch Bob McAdoo, but he never really seemed to take on the Russell role. He never got to that height of Russell, of Chamberlain, of Elgin. He was always somewhere below that. Okay. And it's tough to say exactly why. We'll have to he, deep should he be on this list at all? I, I think he should be yeah. somewhere. Okay. But how high? I don't know. Because when I read the... This will make you think, yeah, he okay. deserves to be here. Hall of Famer, six-time all, or five-time All-Star, three-time scoring champ. Hmm. Okay. Two-time NBA champ. Two-time All-NBA. That's the one that's tricky for right. me. Is he's never usually in the top five players in right. the NBA. He was an all-rookie team. He was the rookie of the year. He was a one-time MVP. He is a part of the 75 anniversary team. Top 75 players of all time. Um, He averaged 22 points a game, 9 rebounds, so almost a double-double machine. Very, very close. He played for Buffalo for years. He was a Nick for a couple years. He played for Boston for one year as a center. He moved to Detroit. He moved to the New Jersey Nets and then finished uh, up on Los Angeles. And I guess he moved back to Philly. Okay. Then he did not play from 78 to 93. I can't believe he was still playing in 93, wow, actually. He played amazing. up through the 80s. Huh. And he was in Italy. Um, his last like high, high quality year was in Detroit in the 80s. Okay. He scored 21 points a game. But the craziest year I'm seeing is he started averaging his second year 30 points a game. Next year, 34, 31, 25, 23, 26, 26, 24, Mm. 26, 20. So his run from the 70s is ridiculous, and he makes an all-star game every year. After that, he doesn't really find his way back. Okay. And it's kind of surprising. I would love to do a deep dive on Bob McAdoo. 
Um, I think I'm going to start rounding it out now because okay. we're going to start hitting kind of the 75 area okay. here. Sure. Ray Allen is next. Reggie okay. Miller is Ooh. after him, directly Ooh. after him. Ooh. I feel that the only thing separating them is a title. Yeah, and probably. I yeah. don't think it's fair. <laughs> I don't know about you, yeah. but it feels like Reggie. There is no Reg. There is no Allen without Reggie. Yeah, no and question. And I think that needs to be reflected on the list. Yep, I think I think so too. I think Reggie is is a much better player than people give him credit for. Yeah, but yeah, okay. All right. So the next one is another player that uh, you're gonna look at me, but maybe you remember Jerry Lucas. Don't remember him. Okay, that's totally fine. He bounced around quite a bit. So Jerry Lucas is a rebounding machine. Okay. Scored 17 points a game and averaged 15.6 rebounds. He's coming out of Ohio State. He's a Hall of Famer, seven-time All-Star, 73 NBA champ, five-time All-NBA, All-Rookie team. He was an All-Star MVP, Rookie of the Year, 75, whatever. Right? Mm-hmm. We're getting there. He played for Cincinnati, the Royals, forever. Okay. Then he moved to New York, and he was a part of the New York championship team. Okay. He came off the bench. He was a really well-known player for years. He was kind of an OG star. Yeah. The weird thing is he fits into this time frame where it was still the Wild West in the NBA because his first year that he's qualified to play for the N- in the NBA is 62-63, okay. which he sits the year out because he doesn't like the contract. Really? Wow. He comes back to Cincinnati and averages 17 and 17. Hmm. So, really wow. weird career, right? Yeah. He has a couple seasons where he's averaging 21 and 20. 21 points a game, 20 rebounds. Next year, it's wow. exactly 21 and 21. 17, 19, 21, 19, 18, 18, 15, 14, 10 and 11, 15, 14. Like, every single wow. year, he finds a way to get almost 20 rebounds That's a game. That's crazy. That's crazy. So, unbelievable. Wow. Alex English, Adrian Dantley, Earl the Pearl Monroe. Earl the Pearl, I know that name. <laughs> Pete Maravich. Oh, yeah, sure. Dennis Rodman is at number 69. Okay. Tough to say. Tough to say. David Thompson. Okay, I remember him. Lenny Wilkins. Mm-hmm. Like it? I'm glad yeah. he's on the list. Chris Weber. Ooh, interesting. He's I, at what, about 72 or so? Exactly that. Okay. I'll go to 75. Sidney Moncrief is next. Ah, yes. Joe Dumars. <laughs> my weakness. <laughs> Artis Gilmore. Artis Gilmore. Funny. Okay. So that's the 75. That is 75. And then mm. for 2010, these are my highlights of people that didn't make the top 75 okay. but are on the list yet. Sure. Dan Easel, okay. Denver Nugget, center, power yeah. forward, played with Kiki Vanderway. Awesome one-two combo, really well-known. They were kind of like a, a scoring duo that was really good, famous for not having two front teeth. He had chiclets. <laughs> okay. The more you know, you learn with me. Yeah. Tracy McGrady is on this oh, list. Oh, yeah, I remember him. Dwight sure. Howard is on this list. Yep. I think he falls completely off this list. Wow. Like we do it. Paul Westfall. Okay. Probably goes up. Bob Danridge. Dave Bing from Cleveland. I remember him. Really great afro. I should just say that right now. <laughs> awesome player. Dave Bing. Um, probably doesn't hang out. He's 81 on this list. Probably doesn't hang out into the top 75, but still awesome player. Okay. Chris Mullen. 
Chris Mullen? Oh, yeah. I think Chris Mullen makes it to my 75. Yeah. I don't know about you. He was good. He but was who really do you take good. off? Yeah. Uh, probably Adolf. <laughs> um cliff hagan awesome cliff player hagan, okay really good player robert horry oh yeah i remember him i have a tough time keeping him on this list but big shot bob does he's in the nba history mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. there's a tough part about qualifications how do you want to classify him yeah was he laker or nick he was a laker laker okay. and he played for he played for a couple teams too because he started with the rockets and he had a big shot for the 84 85 title He's one of the most winning players in NBA history. Can you guess how many titles he has? And I can give you... Would you like to hear the teams he's been on and yes. try to guess from there? Yeah. Okay, he played at Alabama. Okay. Started in Houston. Played for Phoenix. Played for the Lakers. And San Antonio. Oh, man. And I'll, I'll give you... Let's, let's see just your first guess, and then we'll go up or down. I would say nine. You're very close. It's lower. Seven. Exactly wow. seven. He won seven titles. For a while, he had the most titles of any NBA player wow. besides Bill Russell and the early Celtics. Dang. Okay. Um, next is the one of the biggest what-if players maybe in NBA history, Arivas Sabonis. <laughs> yes. I loved Arivas Sabonis. Yes. Um, his prime, if you find the film of him in like the USSR, he looks like a Bill Walton, just bigger. He okay. could pass, he could move, he could do all of that, and then he had a great post game. It wasn't around when he came to the United States. It was past his prime. But it's very clear with how his son plays currently in the NBA. Ah. There's talent. Okay. There was definitely something there. Nice. Connie Hawkins. Okay. <laughs> great name, great player. Gail Goodrich. Gail Goodrich. Has a soft place in my heart. <laughs> One of the original star shooting guards. Yeah. Awesome player. Again, it's 2010 when this list being right. Made. Sean Kemp. Sean Kemp. Yeah, I'm I love kind of surprised he's not on the list. I'm. I'm. Well, technically, he made the big pyramid. He made the big pyramid. So okay. he's in the top 100, but he didn't make the top 75. Okay, Sean Kemp. Yeah. Vince Carter. Oh yeah. Oh my gosh, I, we forgot about. I mean, I would have put him in the top 75. Really? Do. I don't know if I could. No. Okay. I, I think when the way he left Toronto mm-hmm. is tough, and yeah. he's never made it to that next level like yeah. he, he was a star and then all of a sudden he wasn't even with the longevity i think he's one of the best role players yeah um wow. just taking out those couple star years but he was a meteorite like he or he was a shooting star he came yeah. across the sky and then all of a sudden he was gone and he was playing on orlando one year wow. like where, where'd that come from yeah. our sons and he just passed around quite a bit eventually i remember him as a maverick like that's how oh, I remember. See, I don't even remember that. <laughs> so that's that's when my age group came into okay. being. Chris Paul. Chris Paul. Yep. Bailey Howell. Okay. Bob Lanier. I remember Bob Lanier. Yeah. Sure. Kevin Johnson. That's a really hot yes. one. Let's okay. see if he made it. Jack Tw- uh, Twelman. Okay. Next one, I have a soft spot for is JoJo White. JoJo White. Okay. Yeah. Final one, I'm surprised he's this low. I would have put him a little bit higher. Tom Chambers. Oh, right. Yes. Tom Chambers rounds out our list. He's a four-time All-Star, two-time All-NBA, and an All-Star MVP. He had a long run in this Mm -hmm. league, and he was a great player. Yeah. He averaged 18 points a game, six rebounds, two assists, shot 46.8% from the field, 30% from three, and this was before the three became popular. Right. He's playing in the 80s and the 90s. So it's awesome to see 
some power forward is still out there shooting that early. I love yes. it. But his career is just staggered with around 17 points a game. But the pinnacle was 27.2 points a game. Wow. Which is amazing. And that's, he did that for Phoenix. That's incredible. Um, wow. So, yeah, any thoughts on that list? That's, Anything that pops out to you or players? I know there's a ton of players there that yeah. you're like, ooh, I don't even know who that is. Yeah. And partially that should be a tough part to kind of get by because this list is made by a historian. Right. It's made by somebody that looks at all the history mm-hmm. and the, what it all means to the NBA. Right. Whereas as a fan making a list, it might come off a little bit differently. Yeah. And I think it's fair to have those both breathe. But this one I love revisiting because it pulls out some names that you really don't it's expect. It's really fun. And it's great to... to... Pull out these old names that you've either never heard of or it's like, oh, I remember that guy. But oh I just gosh, think yeah. with, with every sport, I mean, they've evolved so much over time that you almost have to do, when you do these top 10 lists or top 100 or whatever, you almost have to go by like decade or by era because yeah. obviously the game has changed so much. And, yeah. You know, you could. What's the difference between Bob Cousy and Chris Paul? <laughs> right. Like yeah. my Chris Paul might be somebody else's Bob Cousy. Right. And right. it just carries a very different weight to people. Completely different. But yeah, yeah, it's so interesting it's to talk so, through. So so weird to, to think about. Like you could never take a player out of the 1960s and drop him in today's game. I mean, they just they, yeah, it wouldn't be fair. It wouldn't be fair, right? There's, the skill level is just they're talented, but they they just didn't know and they didn't have anything developed with jump shots. Right, nothing was there. Right. You shot one handed. Yeah, exactly. And you dribble so, one handed. <laughs> right, but back then that was that was what you did, and these guys yeah. were great at it. And oh, yeah, so anyway, so weird. I love it though. <laughs> well, thank you for doing this yeah, with me. I always love revisiting this and nerding out a little it's a bit. Great, great list. Um, so any parting thoughts before we head no, out? No, I think that's it. Awesome. Well, thank you guys so much for listening. If you want to get in contact with the show or listen to past podcasts, visit our website at that'sadumrule.com. Otherwise, tune in next time for another dumb rule. <laughs>